He fires downfield. It's caught. And into the end zone. Touchdown, Iowa. Touchdown, Iowa. Play fake. Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. All right, welcome in everybody to another episode of Hawks View this week, and we've got our game preview versus Illinois this week, as well as we're going to throw in a little bit of Iowa basketball content here at the end, just as a little bit of a filler, and I know basketball season is just getting into the swing of things, but figured we might as well as we got a few big games coming up next week, but Lance, we got a... Uh, I would say not a great Illinois team going into Champaign at Memorial Stadium this week. No, I mean they obviously they they've kind of been trending in the right direction. They've won two two back to back games, granted over you know Nebraska and Rutgers, and coming off a bye, which could give us problems. But I mean, it is on the same breath. I mean, it's Illinois. Like we've kind of dominated them for I don't know how many years in a row now. I mean, obviously they haven't scored against us and. Back to back games now, sixty one to zero. And last year, they scored against us last year. Was it nineteen yeah, to zero? I thought it was like nineteen to like ten or something. I had to look. I feel like it was closer than I don't. I don't remember. But anyway, it they haven't been very good against us. We've basically been, you know, pretty dominant against them. And you know, I think that should probably continue this year, honestly. So, I th- I think so as well. Certainly, I I don't know. This Illinois team is is an odd one, at least. They didn't play last week against Ohio State, which they were supposed to. And like you said, we've won, I think, five straight, looking to make it six again for in another rivalry game this year. I think we have like 11 of the last 12 or something like that against Illinois. So, I mean, yeah, certainly some dominance from our Iowa Hawkeyes against, against Illinois. But, I mean, this is an Illinois team not great on the, the defensive end at all. I would say 11th, I believe. Yeah, okay. 11th rushing defense in the Big Ten and the 11th passing defense in the Big Ten, allowing 172 yards on the ground and 256 through the air. I mean, we shouldn't have problems going up against this Illinois defense whatsoever. No, I mean, our offense has obviously, you know, had its issues this year. But we should just be able to to do basically as we please against them. Like, when you really look at it, I mean, like you said, they're one of the, the worst defenses in the Big Ten. Like, we should be able to run the ball if that's what we, the way we want to go. Maybe we can get Petrus' feet underneath him a little bit, get him a little bit of confidence going. Um, but this this Illinois defense is, uh, yeah, they're pretty poor. Yep, I would definitely agree. I don't know. I, I just saw, you know, even watching a few of the highlights from their, the Nebraska game, I mean, they didn't have any problems running the ball. I mean, just massive holes against this Illinois defense. I think that most of the question marks are just going to come from what we're going to get out of the Illinois offense. And obviously they have three different running backs they like to use. And then obviously we're not really sure who we're going to see from quarterback standpoint. They did have Brandon Peters go in their last game against Nebraska, but I suppose we've kind of flipped on uh, not not giving out who we're going to see. I suppose this week, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like maybe it's, I think maybe a lot of it's because of COVID. But like, I feel like this is like the fourth week in a row. Like we just have no idea who's going to get tried out there for like for the other team playing quarterback. Like it, everybody's just keeping it so close to the chest. And it's, I mean, it is what it is, and I understand it from to a certain point. But I mean, like what like. What are we doing here? And then obviously they have um, 
they have that Isaiah Williams kid that they're pretty excited about, I guess, that Correct. Like, led the team in rushing a couple weeks ago. And, you know, that could certainly give us problems, as we kind of saw last week. I mean, we somewhat held the Nebraska quarterback rushing attack in check, but, I mean, there were still plays that we certainly had our issues defending it. So maybe they go with that. You know, who knows? Yeah, I'm certainly curious to see what they're going to do. In terms of the running backs, they've kind of been using, you know, like you said, Isaiah Williams and, and as well as Chase Brown and Mike Epstein. Uh, all three running backs have been getting getting used. Uh, Chase Brown with 61 attempts in the year, Mike Epstein with 55, and Isaiah Williams, like I said, with 35, kind of breaking out within the last few weeks. And then Brandon Peters likes to get out and run it as well. So, I mean, all, all guys that are – I mean, Brandon Peters, mobile, as well as – Karan Taylor, I believe, is the other guy that we could be seeing this week. Has thrown the ball almost as much as Peters has, even with Peters being out with, I think, a little bit of an injury at the beginning of the year. So, like we said, we're not really sure what we're going to see, but in terms of being able to throw the ball, I don't see a whole lot. I mean, they have some athletic guys, but I don't think that they're going to be anything of real concern in terms of our coverage this week. No, I mean, our defense. Like, if everything goes to to plan in this game, we should win this game, you know, pretty decisively. I mean, I don't want to obviously, you know, call it another 51-0 defeat, but, you know, like, I mean, they played as close last year, but this, they just don't have, they just don't have a lot. I mean, they were kind of a sleeper, I guess, in the Big Ten this year, I would say. Like, I mean, not, not a sleeper. I mean, they were projected to finish last in the Big Ten this year. They've had, you know, they beat Nebraska. That's a nice win for them. They beat Rutgers, but... Like, they, there's just not a lot there for this Illinois team. So, we should just, you know, kind of thump them. But. Yeah, and it's kind of hard to talk about. Like we say, these these kind of lower-end tier teams of the Big Ten, it's kind of hard to come up with a lot of storylines, especially in a game like this where we're projected to win by, like, 12.5. Is that the line this week? Uh, I saw 13.5. but Yeah, I mean, it could be up to that much by now. I don't really – I'm not really all that concerned with this Illinois team. I guess they played us kind of close – ish last year and then obviously the few years before that we kind of thumped them pretty good but I'm not real all concerned for this this Illinois team this week there's not a whole lot to say about it we just got to do what we do best again just out disciplined teams especially crappier teams like Illinois is and just do what we do run the ball and look to pass it when it's when it's there and I think Petra certainly should have plenty of options to to throw it to and I mean like we said this this Illinois pasty isn't great whatsoever. I don't know. I no, think, I guess. I think I guess there's kind of two things. Is yeah. one is when you look at the game last year, you know Illinois kind of they kind of locked us up in the run game. So you know if they take that away and they make Petrus beat up, beat them, you know who knows how that's going to go. Like we haven't like we talked about in, you know in the review, like we haven't really seen much from them. Like there hasn't been a lot there that I've seen that's like yeah like you know what that is. That was a good throw. That was a gutsy throw. That was a big throw. Like, there just hasn't been a lot of that. So if they really do kind of lock us down like they did last year, you know, who knows? But on the other side of that breath, I feel like we should just be able to dominate this team up front. You know, the run game should be there again, and we should be fine. Yeah, and we're talking about an Illinois offense with the second-best rushing attack as well in the Big Ten this, this year, which is kind of a shock to me when I saw that today. But I think, again, we talked about this last week with Nebraska. I mean, we've been allowing, you know, before Nebraska, it was like 2.6 yards per carry. 
think it went up a little bit, but I mean, we're the third best rush defense of the Big Ten. I think it's certainly been a strong suit for us, and I think it's something that we're, we're going to look to lock up this week. Yeah, I mean, that kind of goes both ways, too, because I'm not really – I don't know what it is about Illinois, but they, their quarterback, whether it's Peters or whether it's one of the other two guys or, you know, no matter who it is, it doesn't really – none of them really threaten me as a, you know, a guy that's going to draw back and throw the ball all over the field. On like, it just doesn't really – that's just not what comes to mind. You know, if our rust defense kind of shows up like it, you know, it has the last month, month and a half almost now. I mean, there's no reason that we shouldn't just absolutely lock them up and maybe, you know, I don't want to say pitch a shutout. Again, that seems like a pretty high expectation, but we should be able to, you know, hold in check this Illinois team. Yeah, I mean, what, we're allowing like 13 points per game or something like that this year? Yeah, something, I mean, low for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I could certainly see it. And while we're at it, do you have the Texas-North Carolina game on? Uh, no, I'm struggling right now. Honestly, I've been trying to pull it up, but the, <laughs> the, the stream is not working. It's tied with 26 seconds left. I do see that. Yeah, so we've got – yeah, I'm watching the second free throw go through right now. I don't know. I was about to say something as Texas yammed one with uh, like 40 seconds left, and then they came down and got a foul. So we got Texas ball. But nonetheless, while we're on the topic, I guess – it's been great to have like college basketball midweek. I mean, it just brings back life to to the the midweek scaries, if you will, of not having anything on. And I don't know. It's just great to have it back. And all these good games with the State Farm Classic last night, and then we've got two great games tonight in Baylor and West Virginia, and or excuse me, Gonzaga, West Virginia, Baylor, Illinois tonight. I I just couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier. It definitely makes, especially like dead weeks like this, you know, kind of where like I've got, you know, a game that they, they probably should breeze through in, uh, in football. And, you know, obviously who do they play tomorrow in basketball, Western Illinois or Eastern Illinois or yeah, Western direct, Illinois. directional, directional state school or whatever. I mean, having, you know, two powerhouses like, you know, Kentucky and Kansas last night, Michigan State and Duke, it just makes everything better. It just makes, I mean, sports are back. You love to see it. Yep. Couldn't be happier. I don't know. You got any like rounded out, you know, just keys of emphasis. I know we've been preaching a lot this year. It's just a lot of the same when we got to get back to what we're doing, what we do best. And we have been obviously winning four straight games and looking to make it a fifth and hopefully a sixth against Wisconsin this year. So, I mean, you got any last things before we kind of move to basketball here? I mean, I guess, I guess it's it's basically the same thing every week. I think we've kind of found our identity this year, which I mean, really is just obviously huge. And, um, you know, running the ball, controlling the clock, not turning the ball over, playing smart, playing hard, playing Iowa football. I mean, it's, it's worked the last four weeks. I don't see why it wouldn't work in this game, especially against an Illinois team that's terrible against the run. And, you know, their, their offense is – it's got a lot of question marks, to say the least. So Definitely. And I'll break in one more time as another go-ahead bucket with .1 left on the clock for Texas. A buzzer beater. Wow. That is absolutely beautiful. You love to see that. That's a winner. Yeah, that is a winner. And it's been, while we're at that too, it's been tough to find winners the last few days. I mean, real tough. I mean, I've had, I yesterday I probably had my worst uh, college basketball gambling, or probably my worst unit-wise day in gambling history. I would maybe go that far to say that. I think I was 3-19. Luckily, I wasn't tweeting any of my picks out, so that's always good. But, you know, 
Yeah, yeah, definitely look to get back to doing that this week. Getting Sharps back out there in another full week of of podcasts, which we've been lucky enough not having audio issues, knock on wood. But, yeah, we'll get into Iowa basketball. So, like you said, directional opponent, I mean, directional state school that is with Western Illinois this week, another no-name school. I mean, like we said with football, it's it's very important to get those games under your belt this year, I think. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to service, I think, I mean, plenty of you know going into next week we've got north carolina on tuesday here at carver and then we also have iowa state on friday here at carver as well so i mean two big games next week i mean obviously iowa state's not proven to be the team that you know we obviously are accustomed to seeing as like a basketball school that's kind of gone away ever since prom came unfortunately for them but i think i mean you never know. I mean, I hope we throttle Iowa State. It's just good to have an Iowa State game, like we said a few episodes ago, I believe. I think it's just good to have that rivalry back and then also bring in a good ACC school that's going to test us before, uh, uh, I mean, even an even bigger test against Gonzaga on the 19th. Yeah, I mean, to start with, I guess, Western Illinois tomorrow, I kind of hope that they uh, they at least defend Luka Garza a little bit better than the Southern did so we can maybe see, you know, what, what we got outside of that. I mean, obviously, we know we have Luka Garza. You know, he's returned National Player of the Year. We know he's a stud. You know, hopefully they kind of challenge us a little bit. You know, we get to see, like, maybe a, uh, you know, a grinded out win. But I guess what's kind of important and what I've seen, like, across the uh, the country is a lot of these young teams, like, you know, your Dukes, your, like, the one-and-done school, they all look um, not great. I mean, not great with, obviously, the bad off season we really don't have to deal with any of that. I mean, obviously we return all five starters, big, big Bohannon coming back, you know, there's just a lot of experience in that team that we really don't have to worry about. Like those, like the, the, the growing up games, I guess. Yeah. Like the growing pains. Like we're not really going to have to go through that. At least I hope not. So we're going to kind of know who we are pretty early, especially, you know, when we get North Carolina and like you said, Iowa state and then obviously Gonzaga, and then headed in the Big Ten, we're probably going to know pretty close to where we stand. Yeah, I definitely agree. And, you know, it's one of those things, too. I have was talking about this in the basketball preview, if you will. I've been trying to pay attention to a few of our lineups. Like, you know, we were talking about, like, mid-game, who we're going to see out there. I really don't hate any of the lineups that we're seeing out there. And we're seeing, you know, Lucas staying out there plenty, and we, we obviously need him. And through through the middle stretches of the of the halves, I think it's important to have him out there. And I've I've loved the support of Patrick McCaffrey. He's been really athletic, really strong on the boards, as well as Keegan uh, Keegan Murray, as well has been a great boost off the bench. I mean, we're deep, we're deep, man. It's going to solve. I mean, give a lot of people problems. Yeah, I got a question for you. Is it just me? I think Patrick looks like significantly stronger. Yeah, like, I mean, I guess he was like said we very, put on 15 you know, pounds. Yeah, but like he looks not even like bigger. He's just like playing stronger. He's playing a lot better. I've loved what I've seen out of him. And then obviously, you know, what a debut for Keegan Murray in that first game. I mean, holy shit. Like he came out like that was just, I mean, seeing that, especially after, you know, I had my doubts about him personally. I watched him play in high school a few times. I was very unimpressed. He added, you know, six inches probably. Yeah, Maybe I mean, these boys are big. Inches, but those I boys mean, are big. But, I mean, he is long. He's athletic. You know, he even knocked down a few threes. It's like, if we're going to go, you know, eight, nine deep with that much talent, like, wow. That's 
that's a great sign early on in the year. In terms sure. of like a national contender too, I think it's going to be really important, especially this year when you never know what's going to happen in terms of COVID and stuff. I, I think it's going to benefit us like greatly, you know, and in terms of being a national contender, I mean, we were talking just before we, we hit record here today, Jordan Bohannon's comments about here in a few weeks, he thinks that they're going to be the number one team in the nation. And, they certainly have a chance to prove that. It seems like it's kind of Gonzaga, and then there's kind of like everybody else right now, Gonzaga, Baylor, and then everybody else. And certainly curious to see how Baylor plays tonight against Illinois and how, like, you know, a Big Ten team stacks up against Baylor. But that's certainly a team that I, I kind of fear for our Iowa team seeing in March. But other than that, it just kind of seems like it's those two and then everybody else. But obviously, like, you said there's just going to be growing pains with a lot of those other teams, a lot of the Blue Bloods especially. When we saw Villanova kind of drop off, and we haven't been impressed by Kentucky or Duke really at this point. And I know Kansas has got a lot of ways to go as well. So I think it's going to be an interesting year, and I think there's going to be a lot of just really good teams out there. Yeah, I mean, as much as it hurts to say it, um, I still I think with the uh, you know the addition of Hauser, I kind of thought. Um, Michigan State would, or with the loss of Winston, I kind of thought Michigan State would, you know, kind of have some of those growing pains. Uh, no, I mean, they are as Michigan State as it gets, you know, they rebound well, get out in space, and then Hauser, obviously, I mean, he was playing, he played great. Aaron, in opening three Aaron games. Henry as well played great last night. Yeah, too. I mean, Rocket Watts, I mean, they're athletic, they rebound hard. I mean, they're definitely a dangerous team in the Big Ten for us, but Nobody's really been talking about, you know, everybody's been talking about Iowa and Illinois and Wisconsin returning all these guys. Nobody's really been talking about Michigan State, which definitely concerns me a little bit that they look that good. Well, and two, you know? I mean, coming out, they started out really, really slow, and it looked like that they were just going to kind of like roll over in that game against Duke. And then, like, all of a sudden, I mean, you could tell Izzo, I mean, one of the best coaches in the country, obviously. I mean, coached them up, and all of a sudden they stopped turning it over, started getting those boards like you were talking about, and they're right back in the game, and then they just kind of look to uh, extend the lead and, and close it out like they did. Yeah, I mean, I know it's, you know, Cameron Indoor, obviously, without fans, it's just it's different. It's for sure different, but, you know, they definitely worry me a little bit. Um, yeah. Coming, well, I, down, coming down into the Big Ten play. I definitely agree, but in terms of, like, you know, those four teams that we saw play last night, I feel, feel like Iowa can hang with all those teams, though. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that concerns me is, you know, Kentucky can't really shoot the three, but, you know, how long is that going to last? They're obviously scary athletic. Might have the best defense in the country this year. They're just so long and athletic. It's absolutely absurd. Um, but other than that, you know, Kansas, obviously Garrett was dealing with a flu or whatever he had that somehow wasn't COVID, but, you know, whatever, continuing on. I mean, they didn't look anything special. I mean, they didn't shoot the ball well at all. I mean, when you look at Iowa's offense, like, I think they're second in the Ken Tom and adjusted offense this year. Like, that's, you know, we get that defense tuned up just a little bit. You know, obviously, Patrick's length's an issue. Keegan Murray's length's an issue. Um, Garza hasn't been great on the defensive end this year, but we're hoping, obviously, that that continues to improve throughout the season, as I assume it will due to his work ethic. But you know, if we could just play a little defense this year, we could be really, like, a national title contender. Like, it's kind of, like, sinking into me now. Like, it didn't really sink in, you know, when preseason top five, yeah, you, okay, whatever, like, return everybody. But, you know, our offense is significantly better than a lot of these teams. Like, far and away, head and shoulders better. If we just play a little defense, this could be a really special year. Definitely. 
Definitely. And I I think I'm going to leave my, my preseason prediction like we had talked about, kind of lead eight, and we're happy with whatever we get after that. But, man, it would be really be nice to at least get to a lead eight. I feel like it's more than attainable for this team. If we can at least do that and take whatever we can get after that, I think it's going to be a good year for us. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, um, did I see somewhere that Weiss Camp was on the wooden watch list? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. That's kind of I mean, wow. I mean, he's. I'm sorry, like that. Like he's definitely not going. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, if if I was going to have any success, it's obviously going to go through with the guard. So I mean, that's just the way it is. He's just going to be the second scoring option on this team this year. So he's just. I mean, it's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. Oh, one I'm last thing that I'm not sure if you have seen yet. So Jack was informing me this week that on a rundown. So you had the Iowa minus 26 and a half, correct? Was it yeah. last week? So I guess for whatever reason, Luca Garza was actually a topic on a rundown this week from, you know, from people who don't know on Barstool sports. I haven't seen it yet, but apparently there was video that once Southern had made that shot to cover or whatever, there was footage of Luca turning around and saying like, you know, Fuck! They just covered, and yeah, the, I don't yeah, know. I thought that was pretty funny. He definitely, mouth they covered like a thousand, a thousand percent. You can't even argue it. I mean, it was the clearest video I've ever seen. <laughs> they covered. <laughs> uh, yeah, they covered. Maybe we should have played a little defense, and we could have covered. But <laughs> I mean, that was that was one of the. I mean, that was. I'm just sitting on my couch, you know, with my family, like you know, whatever. Like we're up thirty, and I'm like, oh no, like not like this, and. Then they're just dribbling it out. It's like, all right, sweet, we got it. Nope, half court, and it's like, oh my god! <laughs> and it's like, I don't want to be like the. I, I'm sitting with my parents. It's like, Jesus Christ! Like, you got to be kidding! I want to throw a fucking punch a hole in the wall, and it's like, no, yeah, we're just just going. So, <laughs> I don't know. I thought yeah, that, was, that was that was pretty that was funny though. Anyway, I, I don't really have much left on the, the Iowa basketball. We'll certainly be getting more content as we get into, obviously, Big Ten play and a few of the other big games before we get there. But I thought we'd uh, at least update it, you know, after the first couple games. And obviously, we got a game tomorrow. But, I mean, we, we like where we're at. I think that's Yeah, kinda, I mean, it's kind of sneaking up on us. I mean, I guess we don't really have that many off-season or that many non-conference games. I mean, it's North Carolina, Iowa State, Northern Illinois, Gonzaga, and then I mean, then the Big Ten's here, which is seems really, really strange, I guess. But that's the world we're living in. So, I mean, it's, I mean we're here. I mean, it started. So, I'm glad to see that it started. I didn't know if we'd get the chance to kind of show off our, you know, top five team with our national player of the year coming back. So, I'm just glad to see it. I'm glad to be here. Yep. Couldn't agree more. I think that's a good way to kind of put a wrap. So, if you don't have anything else, Lance, I'll go ahead and wrap it up here, I suppose. We've got, I think I'm yeah, good. we got Illinois this week, hopefully to make it a fifth straight win and get us to five and two and a sixth straight against Illinois this, this week. Hopefully we do that, get another win on Thursday for our Iowa basketball team as well. And I mean, wrestling season's right around the corner. I mean, we're in the full swing of things right now, Lance. Couldn't be happier about that. But that being said, make sure to leave a review on Apple or Spotify, wherever you guys see this out there. Really appreciate it. It really helps the, the channel grow as well. Helps people get out there and see it, as well as giving us retweets on Twitter, likes. It all helps, and we really appreciate the support from you guys. So with that being said, guys, go Hawks. We'll see you guys on Friday for Triangle Sharps, and hopefully we'll have a couple of Hawk wins by then. And until then, we'll see you guys next week.
Have a good one, guys. Let's kick it. He fires downfield. It's caught. And into the end zone. Touchdown, Iowa. Touchdown, Iowa. Play fake. Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down.